You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome on in on a Monday edition of the show. We'll recap some of the takeaways after rewatching the film of BYU's upset of number 14, Boise State. We'll also get to some basketball thoughts with Jake Toulson, star guard transferring over from UVU to finish out his career in a BYU uniform. You'll hear from him on today's podcast as well as we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports from this past week. Weekend. Today's show brought to you as always by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those great companies as the show rolls on today as well. And with that, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for October 21st, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast on a Monday. Hope your weekend was a little bit better after that big win for BYU football. They upset number 14, well, then number 14, Boise State, 28-25. to And I have to say, guys, it feels a lot better to be back here on a Monday with you guys recapping a win than two disappointing losses in a row. I can tell you that much. Very impressed with what BYU did in this game. They backed up their words because last week, guys like Chaz Ayu and Brackenell Bakri came out and were very straightforward about their love for Kalani Satake and why they wanted him to remain as head coach with all of the talk about him and his contract status and his potentially being fired, etc., And they backed that up. The players went out there and played their hearts out. I have to give them credit. After rewatching the film, very impressed with how BYU just played hard. That's the biggest thing. I liked guys like Kyrus Tonga, Lorenzo Fawate on the defensive line. They were chasing guys downfield, and that was impressive. The linebacking core came downhill and made plays. I was most impressed with Dion Gonwoloku. The move to put him at safety, as we talked about late last week, and then what we saw play out on Saturday, was a masterstroke. It was a smart play to put him in the box and let him make plays. He is a great player. I think he's the best defensive player BYU has right now, and having him at cornerback takes him out of a lot of plays. So I think that if I were the BYU coaching staff, I would say, Diane, you're going to play safety. You're going to play a strong safety spot in that box, the downhill run-stopping safety position for us the rest of the year. I think it's a smart play. We'll see if they ultimately decide to do that. But very impressed with him. Um, one thing I missed in the game, but looking at the stats and then re-watching the film, was Tyler Algier. The converted running back, there's been a lot of talk about him potentially moving back over to running back to help solidify depth there. I think his future is at linebacker. He led BYU with nine solo tackles, nine total on the game. Very impressed with him. He was stepping into holes, making plays all over the place, and I really liked what he showed. Uh, Kairos Tonga finished the game with five solo tackles of his own. Kavika Fanua also had five tackles, and Lorenzo Fawatea had five tackles, including a sack. Like I said, the defensive line came to play in this game. Very impressed with the effort overall on defense from BYU. Late in that game, when BYU decided to go into prevent mode, they almost coughed it up, honestly. They decided to go with their old tried-and-true rush three, drop eight formation, and Boise State just motored up and down the field. I liked what earlier on in the game that BYU was mixing up coverages. They were bringing three and four-man fronts. They're bringing blitzes from linebacking the linebackers. You were seeing uh, guys like defensive tackles lining up in regular defensive end slots and then rushing gaps down the line. 
There was very exotic looks on defense from BYU in this game, and I really appreciated them being willing to mix things up. I told you guys last week that Kalani Sitake is more involved with this defense than ever before, and I think you saw elements of that in this game. Offensively, looking back at it, I really like what they did simplifying the offensive attack for Baylor Romney. There wasn't RPOs per se in this as they've had for guys like Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall to a lesser degree. This was a quick passing attack, a one, two, three step drop and get the ball out for Baylor Romney. Quick reads, maybe one, two reads before he was on the move trying to make a play down the field. I have to give credit to Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick, as well as Fessy Satake and the rest of the BYU offensive coaching staff for their being willing to go and simplify this offensive attack. I think that Sione Finau, another takeaway from this game, is I think Sione Finau very much should be in the mix for the starting running back role. I was very impressed with what he showed yesterday. I really feel like he's coming into his own. If Emmanuel Asupa, he's dealing with a big toe injury, and I'm assuming when they say big toe, it's either severely bruised or he's got a turf toe injury in that air, in that toe. And if he's limited at all, I would make Sione Finau your feature back. I think Lopini Katoa's best element is his being that change of pace back where he's able to catch passes out of the backfield. He's attacking the defense on the edges. Not to say that he can't attack between the tackles because we've seen Lopini during his career at BYU be able to pick up tough yardage. But Sione Finau showed elements of becoming a feature back for BYU, and that was very good to see because this was a a lot of people. I saw some people downgrading. Well, Boise State their defense isn't as good. No, this Boise State defense is very good. Curtis Weaver is going to be a first round draft pick. Their star outside linebacker, defensive end, pass rusher. They've got plenty of talent on that def- on that defense for Boise State, and they showed very well. BYU. This was far from a perfect game on both sides of the ball. Let me get that out of the way. They won by three points, and they were very close to turning the ball over on downs. It was very nice to see a guy like Austin Kofensa step figuratively and literally on the backs of other players to get that first down on that fourth down to seal the game for the Cougars. But it was far from a perfect game. All the same, though, BYU will take the win. As I said in my special post-game recap edition of the podcast, our postcast edition, it feels a lot better to be 3-4 and four right now than maybe at any other point as a BYU football fan. I think you guys hopefully would agree with me. Let me know if you don't, but that was an impressive, impressive win for BYU. Like I said, far from perfect. BYU still gave up too many rushing yards in the grand scheme of things. Late in that game, BYU's defense really started to wilt once again. They they held strong through the third quarter of this game, and that was a positive to see them hold strong as long as they did there. But they did wilt in the fourth quarter, and they allowed Boise State to do whatever they wanted on offense. BYU was very lucky to get, pick up that first down with that bunch formation, the scrum formation, but they won the game, plain and simple. Kalani Satake put that game on the back of his players and said, you know what, we're going to go win this game right now. We're not punting this ball away. We're going to get a first down. We're going to pick up some yards. We're going to take a knee and win this game. And credit to him and his coaching staff for having the faith in their players and credit to the BYU players for going out there and executing. Like I said, they backed up, speaking of the players, they backed up their words of loving their head coach and his being willing to, to step out under the bus for them, as according to what Chaz Ayu said last week during media availability. I really liked what the players showed because they, they backed up 
they they talked the talk early in the week and then they walked the walk. A big time victory for BYU. Now they can carry some momentum into this bye week this coming week and as they get ready for Utah State a week from Saturday, they can go into that game with a lot more confidence than they would have had otherwise. And like I said in my postcast edition on Saturday, if BYU goes to Utah State and wins that game, all of a sudden you're looking at a 7-8 win season back on the table because BYU is going to run off a reel here. If they beat Utah State, they could uh, run off a reel of five straight games with wins because teams like Liberty, Idaho State, and UMass shouldn't be in the same class as Utah State, Boise State, and San Diego State. The Aztecs are very good. They're 6-1 and one right now on the season. Rocky Long has his team rolling, and BYU will have a t- tough battle there. But BYU, in theory, if they take care of business, they don't get ahead of themselves. They could be seven and five or seven and four going into that final game. Excuse me, seven and four going into that final game at San Diego State with a chance for eight wins. So eight wins is back on the table, BYU fans, and that's a good sign because this was a this was a legendary effort from BYU because Boise State is a good program. They came in here and they they got beat, plain and simple, and you can't take that away from BYU. I hate all this talk about BYU's a few plays away from being 0-6 leading up to the Boise State game. They won the games. That's all that matters at the end of the day. You put the score on the board and you see if it's more than the other team and you take the win and move on. BYU is now 3-4 and and they're carrying a lot of momentum into a bye week and that should excite BYU fans. Alright, we'll switch gears here in just a moment. We're going to talk some BYU basketball. We are on a bye week this week. I did a lot of interviews at BYU Basketball Media Day with individual players to get their thoughts on the upcoming season. Going to get to an interview I did with Jake Toulson here in a moment. You'll have interviews throughout the week from these guys that I conducted and held back for this week in particular. Basketball season is getting close, y'all. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do need to talk to you guys today about our good friends at Roman. Roman is a, a, a company that wants to help guys that are struggling with ED. And if, if you, any of you guys are having ED issues, you, knew, you know it used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman here to help you guys. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash lock to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Once again, that's Roman. Go to GetRoman.com slash locked. All right, guys, BYU basketball will have Midnight Madness this coming Wednesday. Legitimately, Midnight Madness. It begins at 10.30 p.m. Mountain Time Wednesday evening at the Marriott Center. If you want to go and spend a late night with the BYU basketball programs, both men's and women's, check out BYU Midnight Madness. It's a throwback to the 90s. I remember these events taking place in the 90s, and I think it should be a fun event all the way around. So Wednesday night, 10.30 Mountain Time, running through, I think, about like midnight, 12.30, somewhere in there. BYU basketball will have chances for players to interact with fans. They also have scrimmages for both the men's and women's teams. Should be a fantastic event. And I wanted to get that on your guys' calendar if you're looking for something to do this week. Late night, but should be fun all the same if you're looking for something to do late on Wednesday night. I had a chance to catch up with Jake Toulson, a guy who started his career in a BYU uniform, transferred to UVU, came back to BYU now as a graduate transfer to join Mark Pope for his final season in a BYU 
BYU uniform. And I think he's going to make good on what was once a promising career in a BYU uniform. He went on to UVU to become WAC Player of the Year. Just a truly elite player. Had offers from all over the country as a graduate transfer, including schools like Kentucky and Duke coming out of UVU. Decided to rejoin BYU and play for Mark Pope for his final season. Well, he'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Here is Jake Toulson with myself, Jake Hatch, on Locked On Cougars. What's the process kind of been like now making the transition? You started at BYU, you went to UVU, now you come back. Yeah. What's it been like? It's been it's been uh, pleasant. It's been very good. I think um, it's been smooth. Uh, one thing that I have going for me is that I know this staff, yeah. and and I'm familiar with this place too because I've been here before. So. Uh, in that sense, it's been it's been very smooth. I think I've really enjoyed just getting to know all my new teammates, mm-hmm. and we've you know we've kind of bonded together really fast. And so um, overall, it's just been a great great experience, great opportunity to to be back here, and I've enjoyed you know my time so far. You say you were courted pretty heavily since by some big name programs. I heard uh, you talking to Jeff Call about like, Duke in particular, mm-hmm. et cetera. How tempting what were those offers versus joining this staff? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I I just wanted to to go to the place that you know was going to be, be the best opportunity for me, and I think there was kind of a sense of familiarity and and just that trust that we have built over the years with Coach Pope and Coach Figure and in, in, in Burge too. Um, I think that's kind of what I kept going back to is just like I know these guys, I I know they're going to push me and. Um, and I think with my last year kind of in a unique situation, it's like my last time to do yep. this. So I wanted to, to do something, and I think finishing what I started was, was kind of what, what drew me back here and, and finishing with the guys you know, that, that I've been with through this whole journey. This is a senior-laden team, and... What's kind of the mentality of you guys as seniors going into this season? Win. Okay. Win That's big. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We want to win and win at all costs. Yeah. Like we want we we want to just get better every single day and we we don't like there is kind of that sense of urgency to you know this is our last chance and and for me I I see it as just a great opportunity and I want to to just have no regrets. I want to leave it all out there and I think if we do that, you know, we're going to put something special together. You've worked with Coach Pope. You also worked with Coach Rose during your time, the first time here. What's the chief differences between those two? You said the what? The chief differences. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, think, I think Coach Rose, um, he had been here for so mm-hmm. long, and he had had his program, you know, up and running. Like, you know what to expect. You know, the guys kind of um, know exactly, you know, what's expected of them, and um, you know, maybe he was a little more just less, I would say less, less vocal and more, you know, because he, he, he had his program in place and everyone knew what to do and what was expected. And so it was kind of just like a well-oiled machine. I think with Pope, he's always just trying to push the envelope and always just trying to see, you know, what we can do that people say we can't. 
Like, he, he's just a little bit of a crazy person. <laughs> Coach Pope during his press conference called you one of the best junk ball finishers in the country. Is that a skill you learn, or is that something that you just you can do? I think that's a skill that I've learned, okay. and I'd like to shout out my dad because he – we would always be in the driveway just working on different finishes, okay. different feet, different hands. And he's kind of got that old man game too. And, and so um, he kind of showed me the ropes, but then I just kind of took it from there and just kind of made it my own. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I guess that's kind of where that comes from. Okay. Last couple of things for me is this team, also, Coach Bo also mentioned the fact that rebounding is a good team effort. For sure. Is this something you're, you're on board with? You think it's Absolutely, yeah. We're going to have to gang rebound, and we're all going to have to go, you know, put a hit on somebody. And, you know, sometimes we're going to have to take somebody out. But whatever it takes to get that board, and, and then once we do have the board, we're running. Like, it's going to be um, – we're going to be – you know, we're going to have some lineups where we're playing small ball, but I think it, if we can rebound and if we can defend, uh, it's going to be an advantage for us. You mentioned that, that small ball potentially a little bit with you guys. How important is spacing – it's huge, yeah. Spacing uh, in the half court, um, running the floor in transition first and foremost, and that pace. Just, I mean, we have good players that are hard to guard, right? When they're just dribbling and coming off, you know, screens and whatnot. But, but when you can play with pace and everyone's running around, good luck. Like that's hard to guard, and you, you've seen it in NBA and, and in college too. Uh, you know the way the Warriors play and move the ball and just always, always running and always screening and moving like. Those are t- some of the things that we've been kind of looking at and exploring uh, offensively. So it, it's huge, and I think we have the personnel and, and the, the guys that are capable of you know, uh, playing like that. Jake, thanks so much. Appreciate it. There you go, Jake Toulson, BYU sharpshooting guard, and he truly is one of the elite finishers around the rim. He has an ability to like, have his back to the rim and just finish it. It is a, truly an impressive skill, and you heard him talk about the fact he's worked on it his entire life with his dad. Of course, Jake is the nephew of uh, former BYU great Danny Ainge, and I'm looking forward to seeing Jake Toulson lead BYU this season. They're going to have a tough slate opening up the year without their top two big men in both Yoli Childs as well as Gavin Baxter. But guys like Jake Toulson, if BYU's three-point shooting is as good as advertised early on this season, that could help them kind of stabilize themselves until Yoli Childs is able to get back on the court after his nine-game suspension to start this upcoming season. So once again, Wednesday night, first chance to really interact with the BYU basketball team is the Midnight Madness event. And then a week from Friday, they open up uh, exhibition play as they host UT Tyler in Provo at the Marriott Center. That'll be at 7 o'clock. The season opens up Tuesday, November 5th as they host Cal State Fullerton. So basketball season is on the way. We'll get to a number of these interviews as the week rolls on, but thanks to Jake Toulson for joining me here on Locked on Cougars. All right, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that today's title sponsor on the podcast is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. Deseret First Credit Union is asking all of its members right now, what is your why? What is your passion project? 
And they're also asking, have you considered refinancing your home loan to save some money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing your home loan doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything, guys. And with rates still low, they're still sitting in the threes near historic lows. Now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. With a no-cost refinancing from Deseret First, you can get locked into one of those low rates for absolutely nothing and potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys. The DFCU Mortgage Team is here to help you guys find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether you're a first-time buyer, you're a long-time buyer that's been locked into a loan for a long time, or if you've got investment properties, they'll make sure you have the right loan for your situation. Give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Once again, that phone number, 801-456-7070. Check it out, guys. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC, terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. All right, guys, we'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you today about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Seth Baird and his team are the best of the best when it comes to pest control issues, guys. It's a company based right here in Utah, and they're here to serve you as a customer. They offer two unique service programs so you can decide what works best for you. They offer a quarterly pest control program where they come out every three months. Make sure your home is protected against whatever that season's major pests are going to be. This time of year is a good starts to get cold spiders mice and other kind of vermin and other bugs will be looking to move inside the house where it's warm because it's cold outside obviously they'll come out and take care of you every three months if you want that quarterly program to have the peace of mind knowing your home is fully protected but they also offer one-time services if you need just a one-time service for one issue they'll come out take care of that problem and they're not going to make you sign a contract that requires them to come back out they'll take care of you the one time and then they're on their way that's what i love about all guard pest control Big time BYU fans to boot. Seth and his team are absolutely fantastic. They use the safest products in the industry. They have incredible online reviews. And of course, they are the termite experts in Utah County, as well as the Wasatch Front as well. Check them out, guys. Give them a call if you have any issues. 801-851-1812 or check out allguardpestcontrols.com. Let them know that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you when you give them a call. Seth and his team are here to serve. 801-851-1812 or allguardpestcontrols.com. As we close out today's edition of the podcast, wanted to run down everything else going on in BYU sports for you guys. Let's start off with a disappointing result for the BYU women's volleyball team. The number nine ranked Cougars fell to West Coast Conference foe San Diego in five sets, went up and down all night long, and BYU battled back from an early deficit in this match. But in the third set, their passing, their ability to finish just just failed them, honestly. They lose 25-18, 20-25, 25-19, 17-25, 15-10 at the Smith Fieldhouse. Tough loss for BYU and Coach Olmstead. They're back in action on the road at Loyola Marymount this coming Thursday. That'll be a, that match will kick off or begin at eight o'clock Mountain Time. It will be televised online on the WCC network. So a big opportunity for BYU to bounce back at LMU in Los Angeles this week. Best of luck to them. We'll see where the new rankings have them when they come out later today. Uh, BYU women's soccer, though, no problem whatsoever. They set a season high with goals in an eight nothing. 
blowout of St. Mary's. The fifth-ranked Cougars are just absolutely crushing everybody right now. It is truly impressive to see what BYU is doing. They're 13-0-1 on the season, 3-0-1 in WCC play. They're back in action on the road this coming Friday as they take on Portland. That game is scheduled to start at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Audio broadcast will be on the BYU Sports Network and, of course, a live stream on the WCC Network online as well. But 8 Nil. Elise Flake led BYU. She has 33 goals in her career now. It's head for eighth place in the BYU record book. This season overall, BYU has outscored its opponents 50-6. 5-0, Impressive, impressive showing for BYU. Hopefully they keep it going and keep that undefeated un. Undefeated, undefeated record intact this coming week. The men's and women's cross country teams ranked number two in the country. An individual title sweep came by way of BYU at the pre nationals out there in Terre Haute, Indiana. Connor Mance and Erica Burke Jarvis led the cross country teams to a first place finish on the men's side and a second place finish for the women in the pre national invitational Saturday afternoon. BYU men's team scored 81 points to edge out number three Colorado by two points and secure first place overall. That's a fantastic showing for the men's team and of course the women's team finishing second uh, just behind uh, I believe, let's see, second place with 87 points. Uh, they finish above number 3 Colorado, number 7 Michigan, number 11 Boise State and Florida State. So BYU I'm expecting on the men's and women's side of things, they'll stay at least at number 2 nationally after that showing but it's a fantastic event all the way around for the men's and women's cross country teams. Let's take another two weeks, two week break will the cross-country programs. Then they're participating in the West Coast Conference Championships and Van Nuys, California on Friday, November 1st. So best of luck to the men's and women's cross-country teams as they prepare for the postseason coming up here. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. We are brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Please follow the show on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Also follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter as well. And if you'd like to drop the show a note, please email us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. Love to get your, your insights on what you're seeing from the BYU sports teams, football and basketball in particular. Of course, we'll catch you guys tomorrow with another edition of Locked On Cougars. Going to catch up with more BYU basketball players throughout the week. Guys like TJ Hawes, Jesse Wade, etc. So stay tuned for all of that this week, as well as we'll cover everything else in BYU sports news, despite BYU football being on a bye this week. Thanks again for joining us. This has been Locked On Cougars for October 21st, 2019.